Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from the Dean of College of Business and Technology at North Central University, Professor Bill Tibbetts, as he has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this authentic and humorous episode, they discuss what it means to lead and be led as an introvert or extrovert. Bill explains how he has seen introverts and extroverts perform differently in their leadership roles. He also gives personal examples and practical advice for leading well, no matter how similar or different you are from team members, as well as why it's so important to have both strengths on your team. Speaking of leadership, as Bridging the Gap loves to encourage the leadership potential in every woman, we want to invite you to join us for the 2023 Thrive Conference Friday afternoon leadership sessions with speaker, author, and podcaster Annie F. Downs. These leadership sessions are included with all Thrive Conference tickets. Learn more and register at btgthriveconference.org. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Sounds good. Well, it's really funny because I was planning on, okay, what should I call you? Because there's professor, there's doctor, there's dean, there's William, Bill, Tibbetts, Mr. Connector of Networking. Or sure. <laughs> so, if, You hold a lot of titles. For child, childhood friends, I'd be Billy. Billy, yeah. I, I literally <laughs> just sent a card out to friends uh, just this last week, and I made sure I wrote Billy on it. So, yeah, let's go with Billy. A lot of, lot of titles. <laughs> Hello, Billy. <laughs> you know, when you're 18, you're like, I no longer am going to be Billy. I'm going to be Bill. Yeah, I did that. I was no longer Kelty, and okay. I became McKelty. Okay. So that was my um, college awakening. I was <laughs> changing my name that way. But I kind of <laughs> wish I would have stayed with Billy because now it now it feels like it would be kind of cool. Yeah, I was like an hey, I'm Billy. Dean Billy. <laughs> Billy Dean. <gasps> Billy oh, Dean. All right, next year North Central, watch out. <laughs> Billy Dean my next is coming. In. In yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. So welcome. Thanks and for me. we had a um, opportunity to connect at the Equip Conference. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Equip Conference. Mm-hmm. And you joined me on a panel mm-hmm. in one of the breakout sessions. And we had such a good time topping, talking about our topic that we're like, you know what, we need to carry this conversation mm-hmm. over. And we were discussing introverts and extroverts and leadership. Yeah. And that was something that before, you know, backtracking to before the conference, I was like, this would be a fantastic conversation to have because when have I ever heard it discussed? Yeah. Never. So I'm really, really thrilled to talk about it today. Mm -hmm. But before we jump into it, would you mind just introducing yourself a little bit and then we'll start talking about it? Absolutely. So my name is Bill (laughs) Tibbetts. No, Billy Bill. Uh, Bill Tibbetts, I am I'm a dean at North Central University. So I'm a college professor. Um, I've been doing that for 15 years. It's been a profound privilege uh, to be with North Central, to be in higher education. But I've been working with the next generation for a while. So in that process of leading and directing young adults, you have to grow and and know yourself. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love this conversation. Um, I agree. We do not talk about it enough, if at all. And I think there's a lot of stereotypes out there to be debunked. 
uh, in this space, especially for Christians. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because I feel like with the stereotypes, as Christians, we get into this, like, very far one side of we can't label ourselves. We can only identify, you know, as what Christ has called us to be and who we are in Christ. 100% true. But I think that there is something to be said about understanding who Christ made you to be and realizing that we are all built very differently and that there's patterns between some of us. You know, that's why things like um, Strength Finders and Myers-Briggs, like all of those things are really helpful for a lot of people to be like, oh, okay, I understand myself a little bit more. And I think that label introvert, extrovert, I've heard omnivert, I've heard, you know, a lot of different things. can it can be helpful just to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I always feel like it allows us to understand our disposition, mm-hmm. but the Lord calls us regardless sometimes of our disposition to go to a place, mm-hmm. and and that's why that's why I like this conversation a lot. So let me let me bring this to the table. Let me let me share my my personality profiles here yep, to here understand my background. <laughs> so I'm an Enneagram five. There it is. Okay, um, and I have all the wings and all that fun stuff too. <laughs> Um, Enneagram five. So Enneagram fives, I always like to describe for those who don't know, uh, fives like to have their backs up against a wall and observing the world around them. They, they look at the world in patterns and shapes um, and, and like to like to make sense of things or sense makers. Uh, Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ. My T and F sometimes flip, but INTJ. And then on the disc, uh, a DC, DCI, somewhere in that space. So I'm really introverted. <laughs> and whenever I say that, and those who have been around me, uh, there's they were like, no, there's yeah. no way yeah. you That was my first instinct yeah. when I found out. Absolutely. I totally get that. And um, and I'm, I, I want to unpack that today with you because when, it, and you're going to hear me say this quite a bit during our time together, it, it really does come down to intentionality, mm. you know, understanding our personalities and our personality disposition. I don't care if you're extroverted or introverted. It really does come down to, are you intentionally loving on those in front of you? Mm-hmm. And when I lead with that, if that's the tip of the spear and the Lord tells me what love looks like. It almost doesn't matter where your personality is or where it starts. Like, I just need to love. Mm-hmm. And wow, see, I'm going deep quick. No, I here. love it. Here I'm we sorry, go. But, no. <laughs> uh, Ohio, Ohio State University came out with some research years ago, and it's been used a billion times over, but it's called situational leadership. Situational leadership. It's leading to the situation. And what often happens, I think, in leaders, and I see this quite a bit, they'll say, well, this is who I am, and the world around me needs to adjust to who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Situational leadership says, well, this is the situation. How do I adjust to the situation? Mm-hmm. How do I bring what is needed to the table? And I lead, I, I, I lead in a very similar fashion. I look at those around me, the needs around me, and I try to meet them where they're at, even as a deep introvert. So most of my learned, or most of my relational skills are learned skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I tired? Am I exhausted? And all those things as an introvert? Absolutely. But I, I run very high productive, uh, I don't know, performance-driven teams. 
And, and though there's a mm-hmm. big similarity amongst the team members, they're all very, very different. And when they sit in front of me or I sit in front of them, I meet them right where they're at, whether mm-hmm. they're extroverted, introverted, whether they're, they've been in education for 20 years or this is their first year in education, mm-hmm. um, meet them where they're at. So to me, it goes back to intentionality. Yeah. How would, would you say that you lead as an introvert? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Oh, goodness me. How do I lead as an introvert? Um, if you were to ask the people that I work with, um, they would say that that I am highly relational and highly intentional. And that is because if I were to totally just sit and rest in my own personality, my own disposition, I mean, I... I mean, I rejuvenate by being by myself, you mm-hmm. know, and I, you know, one of the things you've and I've talked about, and I know your listeners have heard this analogy before, but uh, difference between an introvert and an extrovert, an extrovert kind of wakes up and has a jar and that jar is full of coins and every interaction they have, they give away that coin or, or no, no, sorry, that's an introvert. Let me do it one more time. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> Extroverts wake up. And they have an empty jar. And every interaction that they have, they put a coin in. They fill Mm -hmm. that jar up. Introverts start the opposite. They start with their jar with coins in. And every interaction they have, they give away a coin. Mm -hmm. And that's me. So interacting with people, though I love and and really uh, very much love serving and engaging with people, it takes something away from me. So... Um, I'm highly intentional and I'm highly relational. Mm -hmm. I meet people where they're at, which requires me to be very observant and a good listener to know who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know who they are by asking questions and I know who they are by observing. And I'm consistently taking notes as a leader. And and any given minute, I have to adjust based on who's in front of me. Mm -hmm. So frankly, at the end of the day, I'm quite tired. Oh, yeah. But I do the same thing. You know, you get to be more who you're, you are as a as a spouse and as, as a parent. But even with my kids, I have kids, my two kids are completely different. They came from the same parents. We're like, what happened? <laughs> like, what did we, like, did we get some bad milk on the second one? Because he is wildly <laughs> different mm-hmm. than the first one. But I meet my kids where they're at. My first is very extroverted has about 23 different emotions that will come out within a 60 second span (laughs) very artistic uh, verbalizes every thought and then my second is very quiet and reserved and has a hard time answering basic questions so i have to engage in them differently so ultimately whether you're introverted or extroverted it requires it requires sacrifice Hmm. It really does, mm. and, and and that's tiring. And mm. so, I really genuinely lean on the Lord, and and frequently I'm talking to the Lord throughout the day and asking the Holy Spirit to be empowered mm. in a fresh way because mm-hmm. I have to I have to sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. to to be able to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there is this um, 
this stereotype and this negative perspective that, okay, if you're an introvert, you know, you need to conform to be an extrovert. Like, you need to get on our level or else just, like, sit quietly somewhere and don't bring us down. Yeah. I think that is, this like, the Eeyore of yeah. the group. Yeah. And it's so not true. Yeah. It's so not true because, it, like you said, introvert, it's coming from how you are fueled, how you yeah. rejuvenate. And sometimes I think people relate it to personality. So I'm just curious on yeah. your thoughts about that. Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I know because we, you know, similarly, we think extroverts have a lot of charisma and woo and so forth. Well, I know extroverts who are not like that. Mm-hmm. They're actually quite awkward in many ways. And and I know introverts who have a lot of charisma and a lot of woo. Um, it really does come down to how are you most uh, most energized. I always say uh, extroverts are stimulated externally and introverts are stimulated mm-hmm. internally. Mm-hmm. Um but neither of those mean doesn't suggest that you can or cannot have woo or that you can or cannot have charisma or that you can or cannot love people. It's just what stimulates you the most. So, um, and how you find that rest, but yeah, that's how I think I would distinguish mm-hmm, the two mm-hmm. and, and, and personality can be in there and it, it plays a role. Um, and that's why I think the stereotypes don't always work. Right. Because I also think it depends on the season of life somebody's in because I am a hardcore extrovert. Mm -hmm. I mean, like even today I was at home. I'm like, I am beyond tired. I am just so exhausted about my kids. I can't even handle it. And I get here and I am like, boom, ready to take on the world. Like I feel like I had 20 shots of espresso because I'm talking with someone. I'm like communicating and it's fun. And conferences just get me excited. Retreats. I'm like, go, go, go the whole time. And that's how I've always been. But then when I had kids, Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, my fueling time is now sitting alone yeah. reading a book, which is very un mm-hmm. like McKelty pre kids. Yep. So I think that there is a piece to that of how, even though that might be how we are defined or labeled and how we refuel, it can change depending 100%. on the season we're in. 100%. When we just went, uh, well, while we went through the pandemic, you know, as an introvert, I was like living my best life yeah. at points. I'm not going to lie. I say that cautiously because I know there was a lot of death and there sadness. Was a lot of, yes. So I apologize ahead of time. Um, but I was living my best life. Um, but at some point, it got to be too much. And I'm like, I, I, I really need people. Mm-hmm. And we got back into the place where we we host people at our house quite frequently. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I get very energized in the moment as an extrovert. Like I'm very energized and excited to be with people. But the second they leave, mm-hmm. I am ready for a 12 hour nap, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so forth. So yeah, I think it, it, you know, where we're at in our life, stage of life matters and yeah. impacts that quite a bit. Absolutely. So focusing a little bit on leadership, how would you say that you have grown as a leader as an introvert in figuring out what you need and how to lead your best. Like, what did it look like for you to start establishing boundaries in your schedule? Like, as an introvert, you probably can't schedule a meeting back to back to back to back to back to back all day long. Or how did it look to schedule, like, boundaries in conversations with people or just all of those aspects? Yeah, that's really good. And if you go back to what I shared earlier about serving people, I feel like for myself, what I'm learning in my leadership is how far can I go in that, but still 
live a personal healthy life as well. I mean, mm-hmm. meaning I really believe the Lord has called us to give up our lives. And, and I really want to serve that person that's in front of me. But when that line is more than just one person and it's 20 people in one day, and it's not just one day, it goes into a week and a week goes into a month. And after a while, you're just like, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And when we get exhausted emotionally, then we get physically and spiritually tired. Mm-hmm. Things can go wrong. And so um, I live, die, and breathe by my calendar, but I give permission for the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to change it as needed. And so one of the things that I have learned, how do I live as an introvert leader and how do I manage that? Um, I think most people would be shocked to see my calendar. My count, uh, when it comes to meetings, especially I'm in meetings from eight in the morning till five at night, but I actually schedule my calendar from five in the morning until about 1030 at night. Oh, wow. And I schedule every 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And now sometimes, <laughs> now let me say this, sometimes it is six to 1030 family. I don't mm. schedule mm-hmm. those family blocks. It's just family time. It's so, 20 minutes for dinner, right. 20 minutes for conversation about and school. No. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm joking. That would be kind of awesome. You got me thinking now. Um, no, I do every 20 minutes. And there's a couple of things that that helps me as an introvert. One, I learned that it helped me to focus and, and get engaged quickly with people. Mm. And I think that would help extroverts quite a bit as well. Because extroverts... Uh, can you can stay at the surface or dodge the issue so much because we're just talking and having fun and it could be 15 minutes 20 yeah. minutes before we can actually get to the the root of the meeting so 20 minute slots help me quite a bit and I and meetings are either 20 minutes 40 minutes or 60 minutes um, and then I put breaks I put breaks in between those. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a ton of breaks. I do about two breaks throughout the day to give me time to think, breathe, and process. But after my meetings, I actually take I, I take copious notes. Mm. And that note-taking for me as an introvert is my time to process the conversation that we just had. Mm. It's intentionally yeah. saying, this is what I heard, this is what I said, or what was said, and this is my interpretation of that meeting. Here's some future stuff I need to think about. Mm. I, this is a, I sounds kind of psychic. No, No, it kind of makes sense because I'm wondering, do you do that? Because when you are in the meeting, you are trying to be so intentional. You're trying to be so present Mm -hmm. that you're just focused. And then when they're gone, you're like, okay, I have to quick put that all down. Yep, I have to. That's exactly what it is. So if if I capture it and then when they come back, okay, you you know when you go to the doctor and they're like, so, hey, Bill, how is, how's Ada and her heart transplant? And I'm like, you just, you remembered my daughter's. you know me. You know, that (laughs) don't know me he just looked at his notes from the last time we talked you know that's exactly what helps me in this scenario mm-hmm. it helps me to really love on people and stay I can get to re-engage into the conversation pretty mm-hmm. quickly and then the other thing I do is at the end of the day I learned this from a peer of mine several years ago I have what is called a reset time at the end of my work day it's on my calendar it's 20 minutes it's the 20 minutes that I set my phone down I close my laptop, I lock the door to my office, and I do something for 20 minutes that resets me so that I can go home and be the best version I can be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, I'll, sometimes I'll doodle and draw. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll read uh, a comic book with my son because he's reading Garfield, so I'll take one of his Garfield books to the office and read. I do something to reset so that um, I can be focused and, and, and be able to love 
accordingly the, mm-hmm. the next part of my day, which is my family. So Yeah. Well, I think we could both agree that having multiple different personality types on our team is important. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to have people with different perspectives, different life experiences, different ways of thinking and organizing. And I am just curious for you, what has it been like to really establish ways of being a leader for both, being a leader for introverts, being a leader for an extrovert? Like, did you feel like that was really natural for you mm-hmm. to introvert? Or was there one that you're like, this is actually hard to mm-hmm. in- to lead other introverts or vice versa? Yeah, that's a really good question. There, I think it goes back to how I lead and structure teams despite personality profiles. Mm. And that is I'm highly collaborative. Mm. I lead highly collaborative teams and I'm very intentional in that process. Highly collaborative teams will sit around the table and we'll put the mission, issue, objective, whatever it is at the middle of the table. And we will say, regardless if you are introverted, extroverted, seasoned or new, uh, a five or one or whatever, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, we are all going to focus on what's what's at hand, what's in the middle of the table. Autocratic uh, leadership, I find, I see that, I, I tend to see that in both introvert and extroverts. Autocratic tends to be um, easier because it's more dictatorship, it's more controlling. Autocratic puts... Uh, at the center of the table, the goal is control. Mm. Even if control is, there's good intent behind it, the center of the table is control. So I put uh, I put us around the edge of the tables. We get rid of our egos. We get rid of our pride. We get rid of our titles. If you were to watch a meeting that I lead, um, if you did not know me or anyone else, you would not know that I was the dean. Hmm. But everyone around the table knows that I'm the dean. And because we have shared power. And that's not an extrovert or an introvert thing. Um, now, that being said, um, I do have to pay attention. I have, uh, I have, I have extreme introverts on my team, uh, team I lead, and I have extreme extroverts that I work with. Mm-hmm. The extroverts are always the first to talk, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. always want to talk first, and they have the ideas, and they want to go, and so forth. Um, and the introverts. Uh, almost look like they're angry to be there, right? <laughs> because none of us have great face when it comes to processing. And and because of that, um, and because I built trust on that team, I can say to the extrovert, hey, can I put you on pause for, for a second? Mm. And hey, uh, so-and-so, my introvert, what are you thinking? Because I know you're thinking, right? Which is a perception of sometimes we think people are not engaged. No, I, they're engaged. There's processing, mm. and I have to give them a I have to give them a, a runway mm-hmm. to, to to engage. Extroverts can like laser sharp jump into a conversation at any point oh, and yeah. be good to go. Introverts, you have to give them a runway mm-hmm. uh, to to ramp up into the conversation, and and. Because of that, I find that I don't get to engage nearly as much as much as I have to control the conversation, Hmm. meaning I have to make sure everyone's being heard, everyone's being listened to and so forth. Again, an extrovert will – if we're talking about A, an extrovert will be so – and and I think this is not a bad thing, but they'll be quick to go to B, Mm -hmm. right? And I'll be – and I'll I'll, I'll say, hey, let's go back to A. I want to make sure are all your thoughts – 
Miss Extrovert, mm -hmm. are, are they all done with A so far? The other thing I've learned too is, and this again, this isn't necessarily an external or uh, extrovert or introvert thing, but I like to lead with uh, clear objectives and a clear timeline. The clear objectives, and this is for anybody, but clear objectives are great for the extrovert mm -hmm. because the extrovert wants to do a thousand things typically, and they, they can think big and they can be all over the place. So let's give them a clear objective. The clear timeline is for the introvert because the introvert can be, um, they get, uh, get uh, paralysis by analysis, right? They can just overthink mm -hmm. and they can just miss deadlines like crazy. So regardless, I lead with clear objectives and clear timelines, and that meets both the extrovert and introverts in my mm -hmm. in the teams I, that I lead. Mm -hmm. Was it easy for you to establish that, or were there a little bit of flops <laughs> of here course. and there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's always flops. There's always mistakes. But I think if you if you come to the table with humility, and you come to the table as a learner, which is easier when you when you're doing a collaborative team because collaboration in itself. Not every idea is great, and, and, and there's tons of mistakes. So that affords us individually to come to the table with mistakes and so forth. So absolutely, I come to the table with mistakes, and I, I've done things where I've I've uh, where I didn't get the introverts to be able to talk, and they come to you a week later and like, you remember that meeting last week? And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I failed to get them engaged mm. at a high level. So absolutely, I've, I've definitely had flops mm -hmm. in this process. Do you feel like besides the examples you just get, just gave, are there other things that you have utilized to really allow a person, whether they're introvert or extrovert, to just feel heard and utilized? Because in a big group, it's already intimidating enough. If you're sitting in a big group, you're brainstorming something, you're maybe talking about a conflict or something tough, and it's just, it's hard. It's intimidating for anybody, really. But are there other things that you have utilized to really just help make everyone feel supported and valued on your team? Yeah, I think it comes down to, I'm quick to affirm. Mm. I had, have you ever had those experiences in your life where someone has said something and you're like, that's going to stick with me yep. for the rest of my life. But yep. it was about you. Like they said something like, you're like, oh, you just kind of. You put the pieces of my heart together in a way that I have been able to. Mm -hmm. Someone said, uh, it was almost five years exactly, actually, five years ago, they saw me interacting with someone and, and they came up to me and they said, you love freely. Hmm. You freely love. You freely just love and engage and give. And it just, just hit me. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you that I, I receive that. That is God's mercy on my life. And, and, and so forth. But because of that, he, that individual spoke that to me, I leaned so much harder into it. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to say that I am quick to affirm behavior, participation, engagement in meetings and mm -hmm. projects and whatever. Um, so if we're in a meeting and an introvert says X, Y, and Z, and it's positive or whatever, I'll be like, thank you. That's really good. Let's build off of this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I do a thing called DLP. It's called describe it, label it, and praise it. So if someone does something, I will describe what they did. I will label it, and then I will praise it. So mm -hmm. for example, um, Charlie, I just saw you really engage the students in a way that looked meaningful and uh, was 
very relational and uh, just showed a lot of care. That's describe it. So I'll label it. That shows me that you are a very relational leader. Mm. Praise it. Thank you so much, Charlie, for doing that, because that's who we're trying to be mm-hmm. as a college, as a department, as a whatever. So I d- describe it, label it, and praise it. So another example, I just did this uh, yesterday. I was in a meeting with someone. Um, I took second chair. They were leading the meeting. It was a teammate of mine. They did such a phenomenal job. Uh, they're more introverted. So the meeting was done. I went straight to my computer, and I sent them an email, and I said, this is what I saw. I thought it was phenomenal. I think it will lead to great things, so forth and so on, and uh, sent it to them. And you would thought I handed them gold, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So the extrovert needs uh, needs that positive reinforcement frequently. Um, the introvert doesn't need it as frequently, but they need it to be more deep and meaningful. Mm. So that's how I distinguish that. Hey, ladies, you and all your female friends, family, neighbors, and church community are invited to the largest Bridge in the Gap party of the year, the 2023 Thrive Conference. Join us this October 6th and 7th at the Mayo Civic Center in Rochester, Minnesota, for a weekend with incredible speakers like Annie F. Downs, Bianca Juarez Oltoff, Hosanna Wong, Gabrielle McCullough, MCs like Susie Larson, Amber Gersman, Portia Allen, Pam Steinley, and worship with Emmanuel Live. We'll also have the Thrive After Party with shopping, food, and activities, as well as the appetizers for dinner with Hosanna Wong on Friday night, lunch with speakers on Saturday, more shopping, the Hope Project feature, and other surprises. This year's theme is called Pursuit, which is focused on pursuing the Word of God. This event is for women ages 12 and older. We have special pricing and exhibitor pricing at btgthriveconference.org, and groups of 40 or more to register by September 1st will receive group seating. Also, as a special gift to this year's 2023 high school graduates, we want to invite you to attend for free. That's right. If you just graduated from high school, email us at info at mnbtg.org to request your coupon code for a free Thrive Conference ticket. Register to join us at btgthriveconference.org. We can't wait to see you there. So with yeah. an extrovert, I can say good job all day and it's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Notice, I'm good. As an extrovert, <laughs> I agree. <Right>? Yes. <laughs> but with the introvert, they almost never want you to say good job. They want you to be specific. Mm. Well, what do you specifically mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to take more time and so forth. Like well, and I just want to speak for a moment on the power of words from a leader mm-hmm. because on the flip side of that, one of the things and reasons of why I think it is important to understand your people in your team is because then you can affirm them and you can coach them in different ways in how to act as a team. I remember years ago, uh, like five or six years ago now, I was in a group discussion and talking, and if I get really excited about something, I've calmed down a lot now, but I am like, yeah, we're brainstorming ideas, just shout things out, like we're, yeah, collaborating as a group. And so I was doing that, and so then the person leading this meeting in this group said, all right, what are other ideas? We know McKelty probably has more, but what what do other people think? Yeah. And it just shot, shot me down. Me yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I just was like, oh, am I, you know, I'm in my head. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure so many people listening right now can relate and have a moment yeah. where they still think about a circumstances yeah. like that from years ago. Yeah. And it still makes me insecure in 100%. meetings to this day where I'm like, I have an idea, but oh, so-and-so didn't answer yet. So maybe I'll just be quiet yeah. and wait. Like I get so insecure about it. And that definitely wasn't a way to approach it mm-hmm. from this leader and, and maybe doing it a little more gently, but you have to be aware that sometimes your introverts are very sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your extroverts are 
very sensitive yeah. and stuff like that. But learning how to approach those circumstances and instead saying, I want to hear from everybody yeah. instead of pointing out somebody yeah. like that. But so I just think we do need to be very careful yeah. with our words and how we are facilitating a team. Amen. I totally agree with you. How many times have, uh, have all of us had experiences when we've been told we're either too much or too little? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, please. Yeah. And it's rarely that. It rarely, it really is rarely that. It's That is such an easy label mm-hmm. and statement to make for someone mm-hmm. because you don't have to dig deeper for get either get to really know the individual or just be intentionally intentionally handle that situation much better mm-hmm. you know so i it's just a cop out it's a mm-hmm. cop out statement and and yeah i've had it i've had both yeah i've had when i was younger this is how introverted i am when i was younger <laughs> my parents took me to the doctor and I very distinctly remember this one of my very first memories as a five-year-old and they were like he does not talk he does not talk something is wrong with him and I'm and I remember very distinctly his name was Dr. Morrison uh as a (laughs) five-year-old and I'm like no I'm good I just like to listen you know Mm -hmm. and kind of thing and so my very first memory is I'm not enough. Hmm. And then I've been in meetings where I'm so deeply passionate about the vision and I'm so committed to something that I want to talk and engage and get other people locked in and so forth. And then you're told afterwards you're too much. Hmm. It's so, it's so, it it hurts. It really, really, really hurts. And that's why I think part of, I'm so driven to lead situationally because I just want to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I can help guide and direct the over-talker and the under-talker without telling them. You're, I, I would never say to someone you're talking too much or you're not talking enough. You are talking plenty and you're going to help us make space for others. And I know that you're thinking and we need to hear that. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're incomplete if we don't hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Those are just really important points for any leader listening right now, too. Even if you don't lead a big team meeting and you lead your house and your mm-hmm. kids, these are great points mm-hmm. to make sure every kid is heard. Every person mm-hmm. is feeling affirmed in, in just who they are, how they absorb information, mm-hmm. how they share information. And mm-hmm. those are just really encouraging notes for all the listeners. And this just made me wonder, and I know you've shared a little bit how you feel about leading, but in the grand scheme of leaders, do you think people are more apt to want to lead similar types to them or different? Because for me, sometimes I really like to lead and be around other introverts, even though I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm around a bunch of extroverts, extroverts, we get nothing done. We are, <laughs> we are just like brainstorming, brainstorming, yeah. brainstorming, and there's no execution. Yeah. Like that can happen so often. So I always need that person in the group to be like, okay, so then what's our next step? Mm-hmm. Like I need that. So I'm just curious on your thoughts. Well, I think what you're, <laughs> what you just shared though, is you are, you're being very intentional, mm-hmm. you know, and you're saying, I know that we need X, Y, and Z, and therefore we're going to go after it. But I think by human nature, birds of a feather flock together. And I think we like to find people who are very similar to mm-hmm. us. Um, that being said, I don't know if I necessarily look to build teams 
and categorize them as introvert or mm. extrovert. I like to know where they're coming from, but I look more towards um, their values. What are their values, and are they are they teachable? Do they have drive and so forth? Mm. Um, but that being you know that being said, I um, I, I I tend to. F- believe and see and experience that extroverts often get pushed to the top of the Mm. leadership chain quite a bit. Um, And again, extrovert does not mean you have a very specific personality type. It just means you're rejuvenated by being around people. Hmm. Um, But that, you know, with that in mind, I often do find um, those with more charisma and more woo and so forth tend to get elevated to the top, but they often sometimes lack the ability to move the ball down the field. Mm. Um, and, 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 and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I love woo. I love charisma. It creates energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It creates a lot of great energy. But the energy without substance, after a while, there's nothing. That it, no one wants to follow that. Either mm-hmm. has to be profound, follow through uh, for, for people to stay engaged. So that being said sometimes i get a little little salty as an introvert mm. because i'm not out there wooing the world and i'm mm. not as clean and 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 sharp and uh, i don't have the perfect hair or the perfect skin and i'm not tall and all this other stuff uh, to be elevated by by man's eyes into mm. to leadership roles that's just so interesting that you feel that way because i see you as someone with so much charisma and oh. so much exuberance that has like continued to move up. Like every yeah. single person that I know that knows you is like, oh, love Tibbetts. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you're leading things at North Central. So yeah. I'm just so curious of, you know, do you think it, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. Do I have body dysmorphia? No. Yes. <laughs> Let's just make this all of a sudden a self-care podcast and just really dive deep into therapy we session just here. We into group counseling. <laughs> and yes, I believe in therapy. <laughs> Love therapy. Everyone needs therapy. But truly, like, is it is it an introvert extrovert thing or is it a charisma thing you know growing and as a leader like why do you think to your statement that um introverts don't elevate is it because they aren't wanting to take the next step they don't want to promote themselves in that way and to ask for the promotion or apply for it is it because they feel like society tells them you can't lead because you aren't vocal enough you're not loud enough like where do you think that really truly breaking it down comes from I'll say this. There's there's so many nuances in everything, right? Especially this question that I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm sure someone much smarter with much better research could provide a, a, a better answer. That being said, I think in general, introverts have to often learn their relational skills, mm. whereas extroverts uh, grow into them really quickly, much quicker than, than mm. most. Because of that, relational skills can actually get you promoted oftentimes much quicker mm. um, than even being great at the job. Mm. Um, and and I believe I, that. I'm speaking as one that comes from the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and and I'm in higher ed now. I'm in Christian higher ed, and frankly, I'm not sure if it's too different there as 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 well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think it comes down to a relationship. I think if someone's going to get promoted, and 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 I'm not looking at it objectively, which one makes me feel better? 
mm-hmm. you know, probably the extrovert in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do often feel like extroverts get elevated uh, often. Uh, and sometimes in, in the process of superseding mm-hmm. the introvert mm-hmm. who should be. I always think it's ironic when I have to teach networking mm-hmm. to people. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't want to do it either. Um, But let me, hey, to all the introverts listening, here's my tip. I was going to ask if you had any tips. And this is really my tip for introverts or extroverts. Just don't put yourself at the center. Hmm. If you go into any situation to say, I'm going to love on the person in front of me, for an introvert, it takes the pressure off to try to be something. Mm -hmm. And now all I have to do is just do something. And I just got to love on the person in front Mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. And so I just ask questions. I I go in these networking scenarios and I just ask questions and engage and I'm, I'm loving and caring and I provide a listening ear. And, and it's, and it's, it's so much relief, uh, release and relief Mm -hmm. when I, don't put myself at the center mm. and I, I, I'm not as uncomfortable. I'm not as awkward and, and, and so forth. And, um, but I would say the same thing for the extrovert because the extrovert can unfortunately make it all about them, mm, yeah. you know, instead just put the others in front, mm-hmm. uh, whoever is in front of you, make them the center of your attention, mm-hmm. uh, center of your attention. And it will be quite a beautiful experience. Yeah. So. And, I know that I said this before at the beginning, but I truly don't want to have this conversation and people walk away feeling like we are pinning introvert and extroverts against Not each other. Nope. Not at all. Because I think that's what happens mm-hmm. is we have this conversation and you start to poke fun and like, ah, oh, those introverts, those mm-hmm. extroverts. And that's why I appreciate that we have an introvert and an extrovert mm-hmm. having this conversation because you truly need both. Mm-hmm. You absolutely need both. And why do you think that it is a strength? You know, just to, as we're wrapping up here, yeah. high notes of why is it a strength to have both? Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to the to the leadership style I talked earlier about collaboration, uh, the synergy. I I am so much better when I'm in relationship with others, mm-hmm. and not only am I better, and I'm able to grow and 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 be the best version of myself the objectives I have in front of me are going to be much better as well. Mm, the things mm-hmm. that need to be achieved are going to be much better um, uh, developed and, and attained when we have collaborative teams. And those collaborative teams need to be made up of different people, different personalities, different energy types, uh, different races, different uh, genders. I, I want diversity so that we can come uh, to the center and say, okay, how do we how do we build this thing with our mm-hmm. with our varied backgrounds? So, yeah, it's the body of Christ, man. Mm-hmm. Right, it's Absolutely. the body of Christ. If we can all just say, this is this is my role. This is what I can bring to the table. But we all focus on the center of what it is, and, and not our own egos or deficiencies or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And we we can accomplish a lot. Yeah, absolutely. What advice would you give for a leader right now who's listening, who is really struggling with just, I don't know how to lead this person well. I'm struggling because we are so different. How we do things, our personalities, even the way we write emails to each other is different. What encouragement would you give that leader? I fire them. (laughs) 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 The most serious face. (laughs) 
I will say this. I will say this because I, I, I do a lot of consulting in this space. There does come a time when you do have to cut ties. Um, and that's why I try to hire people who are flexible and, and teachable. Mm. Um, but that being said, uh, I've, I've definitely had employees I've worked with who, who are just we could not be coming to the to the same point from different mm, different mm-hmm. angles. Um, and I've had to manage, you know, I had to manage and lead them. And what does that mean? What does that look like? I work a gr- extremely, extremely hard to get to know them. Mm. Um, I try to understand them and I try to understand them without my filter, my own lens of life and really try to get how they are coming about their thoughts, their patterns, their decisions. What do they value? What do they not value? And once I understand these things, then I am able to meet them where they're at. But I also, that does, I I think as a leader and as a leader of a department or a company or a church, you do get to say, well, this is who we are going to be as a culture. So you do get to challenge them to rise up in certain areas. Mm -hmm as well. But for me, it starts with getting to know them in a deep and profound way. And I'm saying this is true for the marketplace mm-hmm. as much as it is for the church. Yeah. I know there is yeah. a lot of belief in the marketplace that we don't cross these kind of personal boundaries and lines. That's fine. I understand where that's coming from. It absolutely does not mean or suggest, though, that you cannot love on people, get to know them on a relational level. Yeah. Um, So get to know people, meet them where they're at while still being able to hold your own expectations uh, for the culture that you're building is what I would do. That's great. That's such a good point. And then my last question, the flip side of that, what do you do as somebody who has a leader that you just can't, that you're really struggling to relate to? And maybe you're that introvert that's struggling to find their voice and you feel glossed over a little bit. Just what's encouragement for them? Yeah, I think it's kind of challenging. I'm not going to lie, as an introvert especially, but when you do work with leaders above you who um, are not as intentional as you are, right? That they are leaning heavily into their introvertism or extrovertism, and um, it doesn't create space for you and Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I would say... Again, I always try to get to know and understand people and and, and, and meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. When you when I work with leaders, I love John Maxwell wrote this book, 360 Degree Leadership, how to influence all around you, not just subordinates, but peers and superiors. And a big part of that is learning their language, learning the language that they speak. And one thing is, is if I'm working with a, a superior of mine who I'm just not like, if I learn their language and I learn their tribe, um, well, I'm, I'm able to get them to yes much quicker mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm speaking their language. But that being said, if it's creating too much tension because there's a lack of awareness on their part, one, you have to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Communicate, communicate your experiences communicate your challenges but also communicate hope for a future give them mm, an opportunity mm-hmm. but if you if it still is not met after time then i think you have to choose if this is too much attention then you need to choose to walk away yeah 
Well, that's all such good advice and encouragement and perspective. And I think we had way too much fun for this to be work. Oh, so. so much fun. <laughs> What's our next topic? Yes, let's just keep going on something different. Best fast we'll food around. <laughs> Arby's. I will live and really? die on that hill. We're big Arby's people at my like family. From like beginning to end, your sandwich, your, your fries, and your drink Arby's, like you love Arby's. I love Arby's. Okay. Yeah. I just, the buffalo chicken sliders, I avoided them. Yep. And then I finally got on board and now I can't I, I can't that. stop it was that and the jalapeno poppers killed me in my pregnancies with that heartburn but you know we powered through <laughs> but you yeah powered that's through <laughs> I just poppers. powered through and I got that's that omeprazole really so it was okay but yes but this was literally so much fun thank you again thank for you. just sharing your experience I mean you have so much from being in the church world being in the marketplace and, and the higher ed like it's so it's such a vast experience so thank you again for sharing all that you had to share thank you for having me at the table thank you for joining us for this episode of the bridging the gap podcast we were honored to hear from bill tibbetts all about introverts and extroverts in leadership we hope you took away practical tips for how to excel and feel confident in your personality type on your team we'd love for you to share this episode with a friend or rate and review the podcast wherever you listen learn more about bridging the gap at mnbtg.org by downloading the Bridge in the Gap app through your app store or by following MNBTG on social media. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to being with you next time on the Bridge in the Gap podcast.